who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Welcome back, Quest fans, to more heart-pumping action on A League of Ultimate Questing, where adventurers start as nobodies before they tackle their way through deadly quests, intricate mysteries, and all-or-nothing challenges rising through the ranks on their way to becoming legends. You ain't kidding when you say all-or-nothing, Kip. I mean, Nexus comes up with some pretty twisted stuff when they're trying. Like a fight with a mechanical elephant centaur, but half your team is blind and the other half swords are turning into flan. Or climb some evil tree monster to get a ruby apple and it's running around and stepping on your friends. It's like a bunch of drunk toddlers trying to tell a story. Trials of Ascension utilize top-of-the-line Nexus resources, forcing teams to work together to think outside the box. There's a degree of randomization and a bit of tailoring for each team involved. Tailored, sure, but it doesn't mean it plays anything less like a fever dream. But I keep watching them, so I guess I'm the messed up one. The fading remnants of daylight cast long shadows over the silver precinct of Lucinilli. We find our team, the Mortal Dawn, making their way down a wide, strangely silent thoroughfare, with a small figure in tow. After talking to some informants and planning a heist against a local tavern called the Gaff and Slasher, our team of novice-ranked heroes found the man behind the recent exporting of Leonin slaves to Alcara. It was none other than King Squeak, the halfling crime boss and former employer of the Mortal Dawn, on their way to raise money to join the League. After the time you've spent here in the port city, you've all gained some sense of how the streets feel, the energy of the town. Tonight seems off. You feel very watched, despite how few people seem to be out and about in the last moments before the sun sets. And most of them, strangely enough, are halflings. The figure you escort complains and hurls insults as you approach your destination, the League of Ultimate Questing Lucinilli headquarters, to turn him in for a bounty. Of a little brand loyalty from these uh, little people. <laughs> he did tell us that basically every halfling in the city was under his employ. I don't understand how your people had this kind of ridiculous corruption. My people? Um... Forgive me, you're the only human here and we are in the human city. <sighs> Nothing to see here, everybody. Just a bunch of narcs. Look at these guys. What are you, Alfred Snitchcock? <laughs> <laughs> And you see some of the halfling eyes back off into the shadows. You still feel very watched, but they're not as visible as they were. 
and you approach a domed two-story building with a gold and purple banner hanging on the outside with the League of Ultimate Questing crest hanging above the door. And it says Lucinelli Headquarters. And I whisper in his ear, you sell drugs, you commit crimes, you murder people. I don't care what you do. You take slaves, then we have problem. Do not misunderstand my purpose here. I would have been content with letting you do whatever you wanted to this city. But the moment you deny somebody their freedom, that is where I draw the line. Now, Carl's going to have slaves whether or not I give it to him. I'm just making money in the process. The litany of the arms dealer. Yeah, big talk from a drow about keeping slaves. That's why I left. Yeah, well, I'm making my own life choices, too. Different from the other halflings. Getting some change in the world. And as the uh, doors swing open, you see a group of three elven figures leaving. And you recognize them as the Sons of Starlight. They were one of the other novice-ranked teams that took the uh, grand proving at the same time as you. The three of them kind of make eye contact with you, and they seem very distraught and solemn as they exit the headquarters. Um, one of them is carrying what looks like some paperwork. Uh, I look at Alante. Oh, fuck uh, me. Sorry. <laughs> I look at Chris. Maybe this is something you should deal with? Maybe. Excuse me. And the uh, front one, an older elven woman wearing very fine leather armor with long, wide shoulder pads. She adjusts her cloak and steps up to you. It's the mortal dawn. How is everything with your team? You seem... Well, she looks down a little confused at this halfling in handcuffs. There's been a lot of trials. But we're not dead like everyone thought we were, so that's something. Trials indeed. We've been filling out some very unfortunate paperwork. Hopefully something that you don't have to deal with. What is going on? What happened? They appear to be down a member. You have to have at least four for a team, and I only see three. Someone probably fell. Ah, duh, clever, good thing. Oh, sorry. Yes, one of our brothers fell in our last quest. Oh, no. It was marked as a failure, so our time to ascend to Herodom has been pushed back until we find a new one or raise the money for a resurrection. How much could that cost? I mean, what, this world is full of magic, yes? Yes, but there are certain regulations teams have to have in order to afford such things. Using their funds for resurrection can be dangerous for our PR, and our patron is dealing with it as we speak. That's our first choice. We would rather fight with the brother that we gained this rank with than gain a new one. I I honor that. Here, Chris will... Give them a hundred gold. You make poor monetary choices. But they are my choices. And she takes your hands and says, Thank thank you, Christ. This is unheard of between teams, and it means a lot to us. If you ever have need of some aid that we can lend you, please look to the Sons of Starlight. I will. Thank you. And the three of them nod to you solemnly and say, We have much to attend to. Thank you, all of you. Good luck looking back down to King Squeak, who's just like kind of cussing under his breath with whatever it is you're here for. As they walk away, I'm just kind of look at them like, actually, I'm constantly surprised by the fact that uh, this this overworld is so willing to uh, resurrect the dead. The the idea of a slave dies. It's like who's going to spend a diamond to bring them back to life, no? Yes, a waste of money. A lot of training goes into making an adventurer. Oh yes, mm. we were all very heavily trained. Yeah, I so look this, around. So this, <laughs> so this value proposition. A man dies, this man is worth a lot of money, they, they give the diamonds, some idiot dies in the middle of the gather, nobody cares. Yeah. Oh, boo-hoo, professional elf monster killer got killed by a monster. What a big surprise. Is this part of the torture? Is this waiting around part of the punishment here? I agree, little man. He pushes the door open and says, let's get this <laughs> over with. I don't care if it's the city god or the League of Ultimate Questing. I'll find my way free. That is ominous. And uh, I hope you understand that if you do... I'm not going to hunt you down unless the quest is given to me. That's good information. <laughs> Smart choice. 
there's a large uh, marbled entryway that seems to be the majority of what the inside of this building is. It's weirdly unfurnished. There's a large central circular desk and the domed ceiling shines through some of the last remaining daylight. And there embossed into this kind of stained glass pattern is a large eye with the letters N-E in the center, kind of casting an ominous light down onto the center of the marbled floor. And there behind the desk is a tri-drone recorder, one of the modrons that work for the League of Ultimate Questing. It has three mechanical faces that sort of look like an upside-down pyramid, and it's just rotating, and each one has a set of independent arms that are just typing away, an elaborate keyboard built into the desk. One of them is just like feeding paperwork out of its body and passing it to the other one as it starts recording things. And as you step up, it says, Welcome to the Lucinelli League of Ultimate Questing headquarters. And you see uh, Reginald appear out of the ether, and his eye turns red, and the two eyes facing you of the tridrone turn red. And there's this sort of static noise, like... <laughs> like this transfer of information. Like a 90s printer. Yeah, or, or like an old modem. <laughs> and it says, information acquired. You're here to turn in a bounty for one of your league quests. Please present the information. Reginald says, transporting information. Information gathered. This quest is successful. Congratulations. And they feed out some paperwork as these uh, quadrone handlers step out from the back and escort King Squeak. Yay, the best reward of the world, bureaucracy. <laughs> and with that, one of the faces rotates towards you. And it's much more uh, ominous looking with like this big grim mechanical mustache on it. And it says, please sign here. <laughs> <laughs> Crew mechanical mustache is the greatest sentence I've ever heard. <laughs> oh god. And it's holding one hand up almost aggressively with this large like copper stamp. And there's there's five signature spots on the sheet and a pen is presented. Hand in. Oh, all right. I'll wait until everybody else has filled it out. I just like look at him. I spill out half of my name and pull my hand away. Look it's at like, him. Just like hair trigger ready to stamp it. <laughs> Please, please complete signature. <laughs> I finish it everything ex except like just until the last letter. Good enough. <laughs> no, you're really fun. And I, fell, I put in the last letter. You and cross the, the T in Artyom. <laughs> and it like feeds back in like a reverse printer. It says, congratulations. You will be contacted with future quest via your patron. I'm just warning you all. You haven't heard the last of King Squeak. These old metal men, they mean nothing to me. I'll be back. I'll warn you, Squeak. You cross us, and we'll come after you again. You leave us alone, we may return the favor. Oh, I'm not going to get my hands dirty, but I got friends. I got friends! <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're very intimidating. No more slavery, okay? No. And then the doors slam, echoing through this dome, this dome-shaped room. Haruthak starts humming. He's got friends in low places. <laughs> of course you know that song. Yeah. <laughs> and the evening is yours celebrate we're heroes we did the thing we did but we know his agents are still out there maybe we should uh this was too easy bolster our our base oh this is definitely going to come back to bite us in the ankles duh i God. guess because he's little man i get it now yeah exactly yeah that's not so good <laughs> word of your success has been sent to patron maven please good to know i guess we don't have to send anything out <sighs> I feel very uncomfortable. I have the belly problem where you get distressed and then everything feels uncomfortable. That's where I am. And uh, there's a large... 
from outside. Morty! As Morty was following you, but was not following you into the building. He is, for some reason, a little untrusting of buildings right now. And as you emerge down the steps and see him, you see he still has a dagger sticking out of his back. And he says... Well, that's who the fifth signature on the form was for. <laughs> Perhaps you should be spending a little bit more time with the training. Uh, he did not do such a good job. He did great. He came right when we needed him. Mm-hmm. He was told to wait and to whistle. He went in well before whistle. No whistle was uttered. Part of good training is knowing uh, 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 when... To improvise. Improvise. That's right. When to improvise. <laughs> I don't think you understand what training means. <laughs> that, is good. that is good thinking, maybe. Not so good training. Morty, you did a good job. <laughs> you did a debatably good job. Herithex leans over to RTM and just goes, Barbarian. I don't know what this word means. Morty kind of hunkers down a little bit and is like sniffing the air. And... You feel those eyes upon you again. There's no sign of activity, but there's a ominous presence of you just standing out in the street. I'd like uh, to go on record as just saying I cast Mage Armor. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just in case. That's important to know. Yeah, I, I think I will do the same. Smart caster protects. Yeah, I was going to say, if it doesn't cost a spell slot, I'm in Armor of Shadows. If you're ready for a fight, you give the impression that you're looking for a fight. Or we're just being practical. Not all of us wear scale mail. What are you wearing? I poke at you. <laughs> I jingle. <laughs> Jingly boy. Poor boy. He's probably dirty. Oh, he's so dirty. He's got like beer poured on him and a couple oh. of gashes on his body. He doesn't seem to notice. Like he's completely <laughs> oblivious to his injuries, but he's just a big happy pup. Yeah. All right. In the morning, I'll have to find a, a groomer. Th- that mm. exists. A dog wash episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you guys return to your apartment or you... Yeah, I mean, I will. Mm -hmm. I will too. Very good. And uh, you ascend the stairs and unlock the door to your very fancy luxury above the fish shop (laughs) apartment (laughs) studio. (laughs) And there inside, out on the balcony, you see Maven smoking a long cigarette. When are we going to buy the fish shop so that it no longer smells like fish? Actually, that's something I have in the works, he says, taking a long drag. He thinks of everything. I assume everything went very well, considering you've returned and he's not with you. Well? Words traveling quickly on the streets of the uh, issues at the tavern. That's the problem. The word is traveling quickly on the streets. Quite frankly, he seemed unperturbed by the fact that he was being taken in. Well, I mean, one of his greatest crimes is overconfidence, I will state that. And he's not the only one with a lot of friends in this city. So whatever tides he has cast out, I will push back against, fear not. Wait, overconfidence is crime? yet. <laughs> only punishable by logic. Not city laws. Don't worry, Artie. You're not oh. breaking the law. Oh. <laughs> this is okay. okay. It's my favorite trait about you. You do it right. Nathan, do you have another one of those? Oh, certainly. I always have a few on me. And he reaches into his coat and pulls out another long cigarette and lights it for you. <sighs> so much better. You must be pretty stressed, Chris. What's going on? He seems way more calm than the last time you talked to him. So many things and... The fact that we were watched the entire time. But the most pressing thing for me is what happened to the slaves? I don't... What happened? Now that we've found their source, the militias and the legal structures can start to unravel the puzzle and hopefully set some free before they make it to the border. But unfortunately, as long as Alcara continues to accept slaves, he's right. There will always be somebody to supply them. I can't stand for that. Oh, I agree, but... We have a job to do, and I will admit that it's very nice to get to do a league quest that actually feels good in my heart. I mean, we are always helping people, but some causes seem more justified than others. That I agree with. In the meantime, though, it's probably smart if the four of you lay low for just a little while until I manage to smooth some things over here in Lucinilli. Low profile is going to be very important. And with that, there's the sound of a large 
glaring red alarm that pops out of the top of Reginald's head, who materializes instantly. What's going on? I've never done this before. This is weird. No, no. <laughs> no, you did, you did do this once before. It was when the pentadrons were coming. No, this is different. This feels strange. His eye dilates, and this red light emerges, and this hologram of this halfling figure wearing a nice suit with slicked-back blonde hair, says, Congratulations, mortal Dawn! The last quest that you just succeeded has given you access to the Trial of Ascension to raise up to the hero rank in the League of Ultimate Questing. Uh, uh, we really are going to be heroes. Oh my, this is goodness. Whenever you're ready to take the trial, simply contact your monitor, and he will take care of the rest. Christ, are you okay? I, I'm a little overwhelmed, but I will be. You have 24 hours to accept this offer. Ah. Rest up and be ready. And then he disappears and Reginald's like rubbing his eyes. Like, oh. This is so bizarre. <laughs> what a strange life I live. What am I for? <laughs> Before we go too far, I, uh, I would like to ask a question about the, the slave issue. The? I thought someone said that most of the slaves were uh, criminals. It was reported that most of the humans that were being exported from the city had been convicted of crimes and on the way to their incarceration were in fact rerouted to Alcara to be sold. I cannot express how much this does not make a difference. Well, I, that's where my question is. Um, you, you folks seem to feel very strongly about this. What happens to them if they aren't enslaved? If they aren't enslaved, presumably they are put in prison. Is that better? Duh. It would at least give them a chance to change. Our slaves were always treated very well. Laws are codified for a purpose. You commit a crime, you serve a very specific sentence based off of whatever uh, particular rules that particular society has. If you violate those laws and you go to prison and you are kidnapped on the way to prison and then sent to uh, slavery, this is an entirely different sentence that does not abide by the laws that are established. But even if this is not the case, there is a difference between being held and rehabilitated and being forced to commit lifelong servitude to somebody who you do not believe in or respect. Yes, being in the chain gang and breaking rocks is very different than being enslaved and fanning a nobleman. Oh, okay. Well, the, I will say that Leonin prisons are not perfect, but they do actually have some laws that they have to maintain in the treatment of their convicts. It's not much, but it's different than forced labor till you die in the sun. And if you give birth to a child in incarceration, the child does not belong to the state. Oh, slavery didn't work that way where I, uh, where I saw it. All right, that's a point. I'll give him that one. But we are not here to discuss slavery. We are here to plan for our ascension. All right, I just, if we're, if we're taking a stance on slavery, I just wanted to understand why. I am taking a stance on slavery. You do not have to abide by that. Okay. But you also should, should understand that if I ever see you taking a slave, I will treat you the same way as I treated him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't worry, Marty, you're not a slave. This is very exciting, not the slave conversation, but the trial of ascension. This is a big deal. This could be huge for us. What can I do to get you ready? What do you need from me? Mania, or maybe some new armor. I don't know that we have the resources for armor in 24 hours. If you gave me some time, I could get it done, but... Well, we have a lot of money that is promised to be on its way. We've yes. been waiting an awfully long time for something that essential survival. I've been giving you the cuts that I am given as they come. This new one could take up to two, three weeks before it comes. I mean, you just handed in the bounty tonight. This is absurd. How am I supposed to continue to fight if I don't have even the basic essentials to give myself some, some gear? Look, I spent very little money because I'm trying to save up for a good suit of armor. If I'm going to have to continue to wait... Well, one of the benefits of moving up, moving up to the hero rank is that the paperwork involved in getting you your rewards is much shorter. You're sort of the last in line as a novice rank team, so you come last when the payouts are offered. This is blessing. 
Well, my question to all of us is, are we truly ready? Mm-hmm. That we don't even know it is evolved. To my knowledge, the Trial of Ascension is somewhat random depending on what happens right before. I think there's some sort of game of chance involved, and that's the trial that you're given. Uh, I would say that some of the challenges may even be more difficult with heavier armor. It seems like a pretty interesting uh, line to draw. I've been watching the League of Ultimate Questing for a long time. I've seen underwater challenges. I've seen ones where they ride on the backs of griffins. It was very interesting. It changes every year. What was the most challenging challenge? For me, I don't... Not a huge fan of heights. The Griffin one was fairly scary. There was a high risk of falling and plummeting to a potential death. We were eaten by a city-sized worm. I can't imagine it will be more grueling than that. We can only hope. All too true. We may have given the League inspiration for a new one, though. (laughs) Oh, is there any way you can contact a team who has gone through the trial? Maybe we can talk to them? Given how we have seen things play out at the other uh, trials and things like this, I'm guessing any information beyond what people have seen in previous episodes... Probably not so good. They do discourage doing too much research into the trials, but we have the free knowledge of the things we've seen in past seasons. You can do some reruns tonight if you'd like and get some rests, but perhaps in the morning we should consider facing this challenge. And by we, I mean you, so it's your call. If you, Or we can wait until the next time around, but this would be more benefits right away. I have to say, maybe this is not something we should move on quickly, but uh, I think maybe we might want to look for a fifth player. Hmm. At the moment we are four, which is not so bad, but uh, I'm seeing a lot of teams with uh, five, six, seven. If we're going to be moving up to hero rank, I'm guessing the challenges are going to be more difficult, we're going to be facing harder and harder quests. Hmm. Maybe it might be time to look for a fifth. It's true. If you can achieve the hero rank, I can guarantee a list of candidates that I can bring forward. Uh, it's not as sweet a pot for a novice rank team to get a new member, but there's a lot of floating hero rank members that have the ranking through the League of Ultimate Questing that would be willing to jump on. You say this. Mm. You say there are a lot of floating members. This tells me a very unpleasant story about what happened to his teammates. Very much so. And if the Sons of Starlight were any indication, it seems like having four can be as much of a liability as it is a blessing. It's true, having a backup could help your team go through a lot of paperwork and waiting for a new quest as you get a fifth member. Well, gather your thoughts. Um, I would highly encourage trying to go for this in the 24-hour window, but I understand if you don't. This is your choice, but the benefits are lengthy. I think there might even be a pot for winning. Are there any drawbacks? Uh, Danger. Um, Lack of preparation could be a cause for alarm, but again, it's random, so we don't really know what to prepare for. You've all got your domain farms healing potions. Uh, you've all gathered a few interesting things in your travels. I hold up the potion to to Reginald and (laughs) kind of give it a smile. Nice. (laughs) Perfect. Somewhere way off in the distance, this cowboy says, I like it. (laughs) (laughs) I am basically hoarding healing potions, by the way, at this point. I haven't used, like, any, and I'm just Mm -hmm. like, I'm just just in case. Well, I'll return in the morning with some breakfast, and we'll decide what we're going to do. Which means we need to decide what we're going to do. I can see any reason why we wouldn't do this. I mean, look, there's two possibilities. One, we're not ready. There's no better way to find out than being stabbed to death. I agree. Do anybody have any objections? Uh, My only concern is King Squeak's subordinates fucking with our trial. Mm. I don't know if taking the trial of Ascension counts as laying low. (sighs) Well, we don't really have much of a choice. We either take the opportunity or you have to wait for another quest to finish. And we don't even know if another quest will qualify us. Maybe uh, you saying no will bump us down or something like this. It would certainly keep us off the streets. Yeah. Yes. And I think there is no probably no safer place than in a League of Ultimate questing arena. Yeah. Who's yeah. going to who's going to bust in there? Little children size men running around with what pickaxes tunneling underneath? This is absurd. 
I'm sure we can ask them for no halflings on this trial. Um, Just a blight request, uh -huh. please. Can you uh, can you exclude an entire race from this trial? Uh -huh. I'm sure we'll go okay. okay. I'm, I'm making a note real quick. Tiny men with pickaxes under arena. <laughs> <laughs> please oh. no. Reginald, can you tell us if the trial takes place on the island where the proving took place? Negative. Okay. Hmm. Is that a negative you don't know or a negative you can't tell us? Something tells me that the trial would take place within me what <laughs> you cannot simply drop a hot bomb like that and then let it go i agree it's a doozy <laughs> reginald how do you feel about us entering you my goal is to see the team succeed and to present it to the masses so super good two like robotic <laughs> thumbs up the we will be gentle all right i'll consider that consent I did not know that I was a dimensional conduit. I'm learning a lot about myself these days. So are we. <laughs> so we are in agreement then, we go? Yes, I agree. You all get your rest for the evening in your individual beds. Morty sleeping on top of Harvid, uh, just covering you in slobber. And in the morning, uh, Maven returns with some fresh beef stuffed baked goods and some coffee. I thought you were just going to say beef stuff. Beef stuff. <laughs> some various hog bits. <laughs> Several beef units. And chicken what's-its. No, he has pastries and coffee. He says, mm. hope you slept well. Any any decisions? Yes. Uh, I think we are going to take this trial. Fantastic. Well, I need something to disembowel. Ah, yes, that. It doesn't have to be an intelligent creature, though. Don't worry. Finish your breakfast. I will deal with this. A chicken or a sheep. But something's fine. He goes downstairs and uh, comes back pretty quickly. And he's got this soft cloth bag that's kind of flopping around. He says, this is a halibut that was caught this morning. It should do the trick. Halibuts have livers. I'll take it. <laughs> and he uh, lays it out on the table where you work on your ungents and things. And it's just like knocking bottles over and flopping about. Are you going to, uh, are you going to eat this liver? Yep. Okay. Fish liver is good. Fish <laughs> liver pate. Delicacy. I love it. Uh, we'll eat while he draws the curtain around you. You can just do your little thing. Thank you, Maven. <laughs> I, I look at Chris before before the curtain closes. I don't worry. Fish don't make noise when you cut them. <laughs> I just, just extend the, a claw. Just the... <laughs> yeah. And you hear, no, please, I'll give you a wish. <laughs> <laughs> Halibut talk in this world. Oh, Lord. <laughs> no. uh, we, will, we will fast forward the descriptions of the disemboweling of the large fish. Uh, the Maven. Uh, we, uh, we as a team came to a conclusion, well, they as a team came to a conclusion that uh, I would represent as a, uh, what is it, a captain or something like this, a uh, commissar, uh, maybe a czar. Titles are good. I think the official term would be captain, and I'm very excited by this. I... Not czar. What you call yourselves amongst the team is whatever, but the paperwork will read you as captain. Commandant. No. Uh, maybe later I'll make this decision. I think that's an excellent choice, and I'm glad that you're all working as a team to make these sort of decisions. Congratulations, Artyom. Da. I assume this means more responsibility and probably more bureaucracy. Yeah, for me. <laughs> Potentially. Thematically, deliciously, my role was a 13. Nice. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> so Harithax emerges from behind their curtain, uh, hands still kind of sticky with fish blood, but feeling connected with their patrons. Good, mm -hmm. more fish smell. This is great. I can get rid of it if you want. I toss the corpse to Morty. <laughs> he starts ripping and shredding. He says, well, there's no time like the present, I suppose. Of course, Morty will have to stay behind for this one. Really? Can you get him to a groomer? He needs to, he's, he's very dirty. He I has will, a stab wound. I will take care of it. Here's a random question. Have um, animal companions ever become official members of a team? 
there are certain classifications of team members that can have such things, but as a group, this is really just a helpful mascot at this uh, point. I doubt uh, you could sign the paperwork. Reginald, can you do the thing? Uh, I assume that's how we do this. And Reginald's like, engaging trial of ascension. I think we have to do this first. Haru's can do, you can do. <laughs> God. Haru. Skidoo. <laughs> Zach just looks so upset. Yes. <laughs> the angry eye rub. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Maven shapeshifts into a it's man with a, with a green striped shirt and goes, Haru just skidooed into that quadron. Uh, Maven fucking slaps you. <laughs> uh, Reginald's eye rotates and opens like the lens of a camera as this red light comes pouring out onto the floor and what looks like an arcane portal in a circular runes clockwork rotation appears on the floor of your apartment and reginald's voice slightly deeper and more robotic than usual says please step into the ring i'll step in first all right artium begins to dissolve into red light anyone not stepping in no like that's a key to the narrative (laughs) (laughs) um and the mortal dawn as stepping into this strange arcane rune in the center of their studio apartment dissolves into a bright red light before they appear over a bottomless pit of black You know, that tubby little troublemaker was saying some pretty concerning things. What do you think, Kip? You think Halflings get a fair shake around here? I mean, look, Stormclad Thundertongue is 100% anti-slave, but if Halflings are getting pushed around, I at least want to learn about it, right? A thoughtful question, Storm. One I'm sure our fans would agree with. Well, uh, not to be insensitive, Kip, but I'm kind of asking you. I mean, you're a Halfling. You have any insight? Oh. Oh, I see. Um, well, I suppose I live a bit of a charmed life, Storm. My days are filled with keeping thousands of fans up to date on the happenings of the LUQ. I get to interview celebrities, people know my face and name, so it's all bright lights and adventure for me. Huh. Come to think of it, I think most of the folks who listen to the broadcast on audio probably don't even watch the live stuff. They probably don't even know you're a halfling. <laughs> maybe they think you're like a an elf or something. Or maybe a half-orc who took a few too many hits to the nuggets. Well, I couldn't tell you, Storm. To me, I'm just Kip. there you look weak i bet you get bullied on your way to the tavern don't put up with it i'm dr punch kickington at my martial arts dojo we'll teach you the art of self-defense and unstoppable offense way of the open palm way of shadow way of the four elements get some class multi-class become a monk today with the teachings of me dr punch kickington monk's a good class i mean it Lucky for you, it's time for my break. All this torturing can work up quite an appetite. But with my busy schedule, I don't have time for regular shopping or meal prep. That's why I'm glad I use Factor. Fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted meals ready in two minutes and delivered straight to my door. 35 weekly options and over 60 add-ons to keep things interesting. You, you're a thin one. You'd probably like their calorie smart options. Me, I'm building muscle, so I love their protein plus options. <laughs> yes, you're right. The scheduling flexibility is amazing if I want to change for as much or as little as I need week to week. 
It's fast premium options with no cooking required. <laughs> of course I have a deal for you. Head to factormeals.com slash the league fifty and use code the league fifty to get fifty percent off. That's code the league fifty at factormeals.com slash the league fifty to get fifty percent off. A deal that can't be beat. And speaking of being beaten, it's time to get back to work. Do you know how much you have in common with some of your favorite celebrities, leaders, newsmakers? I'm Evelyn, the host of Reppin, where you'll meet notable people you think you know. You'll find out who they really are and what they represent. Listen to Reppin wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, LU cuties. Law here with a big old bag of thank you for all of our followers and fans. Every time you like and share the LUQ with friends or just random people online, a Modron gets its wings. But seriously, we wouldn't be where we are today without all of your great support and this luck community that's slowly growing and perhaps one day ready to take over the world with love. Anyway, if you haven't checked out our Patreon yet, it's an awesome way to get a peek behind the screen of the LUQ and look at character sheets, maps, magic items, and listen to some really funny episodes of D21 side. And a huge thank you to our legendary patrons Dave Mladenov and Jeff Ammons, and of course, the biggest and thickest of thumbs up to the Danes. We love you guys. If you're in the Portland area, the LUQ will be making a very short appearance at Rose City Comic Con at the Orcs, Orcs, Orcs booth on Saturday, September 14th from around 11 a.m. to noon. We'll be there to talk to people about the podcast, probably have some swag and shirts. I don't know yet, <laughs> but we'd love to see you and we can give you more information about the details of location and time closer to the day of. And for a quick little bit of self-promotion, that same day at Rose City Comic Con, I'll be DMing the con's very first live performance D&D game with the crew from Orcs, 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 and that starts at 3.30 on that same Saturday. I'm really excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. The characters that everyone has made are fantastic, and I'd love to see some of you fans there. So once again, thank you all for everything you do. In your free time, please take a second to visit slapdashstudios.com to stay up to date on episodes, world lore, images, and of course get links to all of our social media and Patreon. Now, let's get back to the fun. Welcome back to the Patron Game, the game show that pairs one lonely warlock with the patron of their dreams. Three mysterious, powerful entities hide just behind that screen, waiting to take you by the hand and guide your soul to the realm of untold power. So let's get back to the questions. Okay, patron number one, I love traveling. If we were traveling along the Ivory Coast on a long walk and we got ambushed by hobgoblins, what kind of invocations would you use to protect me? I mean us. <laughs> I would open fissures to the very earth and consume them with untold flame. Sounds hot. <laughs> Patron two, same question. The mind is fragile. With a whisper, I would set their rage against one another, and as we watched them slaughter themselves like puppets on a string, I would sing to you the lost songs of the Black Forest. Ooh, I love a good singing voice. <laughs> okay, patron three, how about you? Yes, 
Yes, you are perfect. I choose three. You heard it here, folks. She chose number three. Come to think of it, I choose three as well. What do you say, folks? Do we all choose three? Fantastic. We've all chosen patron number three. Don't bother joining us next week. We've all committed our mortal lives to become one with the endless void of anguish. Come on, everybody. reality recoalesces around the mortal dawn you find yourselves hovering in nothingness black in all directions and there before you is another hologram of kip killigan representative of the league of ultimate questing in a transparent shade of crimson and he says welcome mortal dawn team 419 to your trial of ascension you've been randomly selected to participate in shards and shackles and with that a series of quadron monitors appear and they hover down around you and connect shackles to your wrists. Chris, you are attached to Artyom, and Harithax, you are attached to Arvid. Oh. Each of you is given four shards of crystalline glass. Two of them are bright yellow gold, and the other two are a rich purple. And they are tucked into either your belt or held in hand. It is your choice. It says, The objective is to deactivate each of the glowing crystals using its corresponding shard. Each crystal requires two to deactivate. If you're knocked off the edge, your team will lose points and you will be out of the game and potentially drag your shackled partner with you. You are on a time limit, so do it as fast as you can. Um, there is another flash of red light as you reappear on stone platforms floating over another continuation of this bottomless void. There are six platforms in total, hovering at different levels. There are eight glowing crystals. Four of them are purple, and four of them are gold. On the center platform, there are four stone gargoyles, perched near the edge with large, heavy stone wings, extended. They seem to be holding perfectly still. So on the east platform, we have Artyom attached to Krist, and on the west platform, Harothax with Arvid. You are attached to a point where you can only move within five feet of each other. I'm going to have each of you, uh, that is to say the two, designate an initiative roller, and your team of two will go on the same initiative each round. The other thing that you notice, and one of the strangest aspects of this, is that the gravity in here is very, very low. You can tell that with just a slight lifting of your foot, you start to begin to kind of ascend off the ground. So you think your total ability to jump is probably much greater than usual. I feel like people laughed at me a little bit when I said that I wanted um, jump to be one of my second level spells or whatever and now now mm. you're all, you're all... <laughs> who's laughing now that's right <laughs> but you have to like carry harthox yeah yeah we will begin the trial of ascension with a rolling of initiative to see the order of operations so designated rollers go ahead and give me your numbers here i go 15 15 <laughs> nice well that makes it real easy <laughs> The only thing that you see above you is a huge red eye that looks exactly like that of Reginald 419, but inverted, as though you were inside of him in some way. And it, it shines down a red spotlight on top of the what would be called a battlefield, I suppose. And we will begin the Trial of Ascension with the sound of a loud mechanical buzzer. And at the top of the round, it is the Artyom Christ team. 
quick question. Uh, within five feet, does that mean we have to stay adjacent or we can be one square away from each other? You can, you have to remain adjacent to each other, but you have the freedom to move around each other 360 degrees. Gotcha. Okay, cool. The shackles are magical. They're not actually a chain between you. That's more like a gravitational thing. Gotcha. That's good to know. Mm -hmm. So Artyom, do you know anything about gargoyles? I have no idea what that means, but I do know we have a box behind this and I'm going to go ahead and take care of that. You go with this? Yeah, let's go. All right. I'm going to take a quick shuffle back. With 10 feet of movement, you realize that it takes uh, full action to activate two crystals into one of these. How long do you think this might take? Uh, About six seconds? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so are you using both of your yellows or one of each? Uh, same time. I think. Yeah, one of each, I think. Okay, cool. I just want to track who has how many crystals left. So uh, just make a note of that in your heads or on a paper. That is fine. Both of you hold the yellow crystals into the air and they slide down into a little tiny hole in the top of each of these massive glowing shards. And with that, this one deactivates. This isn't so hard. I think we're okay. Strong start. <laughs> Let's uh, maybe move towards the other gold. I think we can make the jump, duh. Uh, you know you could probably move to the edge and then begin the jump next time. Duh. This is good. Well, maybe a running start. Uh, if you continue running from this turn, I'll just say it's part of it. And that makes it Arvid and Harithax. Harithax, I think it could be... Um, I could definitely jump to that platform up there. That being said, should we get the ones here first? I think that's probably wise. I'm sure the gargoyles are going to interfere somehow. It can't be as easy as us just jumping around. That said, if you're down for it, you could give me your crystals and turn into some kind of mount. I don't know, kangaroo or... I was thinking about just casting jump on myself. Can you can you just mount me as I am? Whew. <laughs> 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 Whew. I, love this I don't know that anyone's ever asked me that before, but... <laughs> Beautiful. That's what I'd like to do. I think that sounds like a good idea. I think, um... At my... least you have giants to carry. It looks like Chris and Artyom are going south. So why don't we go north? So would you like to use your action to cast jump on yourself? Yes, I would. And that has a one minute duration, which will give you ten turns. Harithax, would you like to do anything? Sure, we can move up to that purple crystal. Okay. And I'll use both of my purple crystals to activate it since Arvid's using his action to cast jump. Very good. And with that, you have eliminated both of your purple crystal shards and deactivated one of the large shards. I say we move around clockwise to the gold one. Very smart. Do we have movement left? Can we... Actually, you might. That's a good question. Thank you. Uh, looks like 15 feet was used. Sure. Can we move the other 15? Yeah. If there's ever a point where you uh, are in disagreement about who wants to move where, just let me know. Otherwise, I will assume the person that is initiating it will be the guide. Does that sound good to you? Yes. Okay. They probably thought they were so clever giving us this challenge. Little did they know about the celebrated draw of three-legged races. <laughs> and the celebrated gaming mechanic of min-maxing your turn utility. <laughs> <laughs> With that, the large overhead eye blinks once. And you feel as though some kind of counter has been counted down. Oh, good. Um, and the gargoyles, stone wings lift and the gargoyles begin to move. Unfortunately, the Drav relay races never included gargoyles. So this is no. As they leap off of the central highest platform, they dive bomb for just a moment before landing with a heavy impact on the platforms near each of you. Their wings still holding them just barely aloft as their feet drag against the ground. The two on the western side could not reach Arvid and Harithax, but one of them does get to reach Krist, and he will make an athletics check opposed to your athletics check to attempt to grab you into a grapple. Does shield not do anything with that? Not to an athletics. He's just making contact, not, not hurting you. So you're going to use your strength score and roll a d20 and try to beat my score. Okay. 
I'm going to use a bit of luck. Okay. How'd it go? Okay, I rolled a 10. All right, that's not quite enough. The first stone gargoyle seems to grab like around your arms with its heavy stone arms and has you in sort of a, uh, we'll, we'll call it a full Nelson for right now. Because <laughs> he's just kind of tangled up with, with you. And his wings begin to flap. As you can tell, he's starting to attempt to ascend once more. Oh. Hey, don't. Daddy that. <laughs> Thankfully, that brings us to both Artyom and Christ as a team. You are now being set upon by two of these large gargoyles. Radical. Uh, do you have anything you want to do first? I mean, don't you have like uh, some adjacency? I'm going to start to reverberate. Mm-hmm. And even like Artyom, like your hair starts to stand on it and your like molars are rattling as Christ, the proximity of him so close with his arcane magic humming out of him. No, this feels like Under the Dark Magnetostorm. Oh, it's fun. Um... So uh, I've never been grappled before. What can I do while I'm... You can take your actions normally. Your speed is reduced to zero. Um, you can use your action to try to break free from the grapple using either dexterity or strength if you either kind of want to like wiggle worm, squirm Ooh. away, or to force yourself free. Can I use my crystalline claw? Do you like a little attack my back thing? Yeah, you can attack him for sure. Yes, I'm going to claw at him. Fantastic. Yeah. Go ahead and make me your attack check versus the gargoyle. Given the nature of Chris's history i find it very unlikely he's never been grappled before (laughs) (laughs) thanks uh 17 nice with your bonuses that definitely bonuses yes so don't worry about that i can tell you for sure that that is a connection awesome so i do 1d6 plus charisma correct so that is three plus four so seven damage seven damage and even though this thing is a heavy stone statue your razor sharp claw just gouges right through the stone and it starts to crumble away where the uh large indent has been put Ooh. and it's 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 grip loosened slightly but it's still affixed to you mm. and our team what would you like to do with your i'm actually going to rotate to the point where i'm standing in front of the gargoyle right here yeah right there perfect that's 10 feet and then i'm going to cast burning hands on two of those fuckers nice yeah at that angle you can de- just hit the two of them nicely nice uh that is a dex roll for them they will make the saves well they'll attempt to <clears throat> well they're just gonna make it i'm not even gonna roll <laughs> does our team call it brenning hands yeah. That's actually pretty good. Uh, the furthest one fails. The closest one, uh, actually, that was backwards. I apologize. This one succeeded, and the one that is grappling Christ fails. Wicked. So that is 3d6. Now, uh, Christ, if you would like, as a reaction, because you are grappling with this gargoyle, mm-hmm. you can let the burning hands hit you as well. Yes, and, and trigger absorbed elements. Yes. Because I know you've been waiting to use them. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> you've, been, you've been waiting for them fusion, fusion uh-huh. attacks. Uh-huh. Oh, for sure. Every, everything oh God, goes, everything so goes chrono trigger as the two party members activate <laughs> yes! their magic at the same time. Yeah, Beautiful. Here I come. Let's hear that sweet fire um, damage. Six, uh, ten. Nice. That's very good. So Chris will then react by doing absorb elements, and you mm-hmm. see the flame coming at him, but get absorbed into the claw, and you see the claw now with this like burning magma thing going on absolutely. can i just say that i turn and say get rid of the hot stuff <laughs> absolutely and yeah the fire just i mean you do take uh two points of fire damage and the rest of it just gets sucked into your you take basically a fire resistance when you do that and since i'm giving you an automatic pass on your save that would just be a total of two that i did not know it's a small pittance to pay for an awesome fire claw um but yeah the, cool. the flame sucks into the crystal in the palm of your hand you can see the red reflecting through this long crystal fingertip that you have mm-hmm. and it's neato bandito you unfortunately cannot move any further because Christ is grappled 
and his speed is zero, making both of your speed a total of zero for this turn. So hitting them doesn't cause them to not be grappling anymore? If you drop them in enough, then yeah, they can, but mm, with that, mm, not quite okey enough. Okie Yeah. The one that is grappling, Chris, looks a little hurt. Are they wearing anything flammable? They're made of stone. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, and you're telling me stone doesn't catch on fire? <laughs> Not last I checked. I mean, I'm, I'm no math magician. <laughs> right, yeah. You didn't go to fire school. No. no not a gargoyleologist. <laughs> uh, that brings us over to the Western platform with Team Arvid Harothax, which we need to make some kind of portmanteaus of this. Yeah, sure, right. Uh, Arvithox. Harvard? Harvard. 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 Yes. Har- Harvard You're going to go sure. to Harvard University. <laughs> Christian? Christian, Christian and Harvard. Uh-oh. I like it. It's done. <laughs> Harvard Start setting off that crystal. I can go for a long jump and I bet I can make it to that high platform. You're tied together. In the center. I'll bring him with me. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> part of the plan. Oh, okay. So I love that. I love the response of, I'll bring him with me. <laughs> fuck, fuck him. <laughs> we, can, we can move around each other, right? Yep. Okay. So I could move. Uh, like 90 degrees around to this side Correct. to get adjacent to that. Yeah, that's a And then fit. I could stab both my yellow crystals into, or yeah, my gold crystals into this. Mm-hmm. And okay. if you want to forfeit the rest of your movement, you can have Arvid give you the boost when he jumps. Yep. That All sounds right. like a plan to me. All right. So that crystal, go ahead and deactivate it. There's a button on the bottom since you're closer to it. And push should do it. Oh, it's an actual button. Yeah. It's not just it takes, the bottom of the thing. a little bit thing. of a push, yeah. And with that, I'm going to have Arvid uh, make me an athletics check. But since you cast jump, it's doubled. Tripled. <laughs> Tripled. Mm. Good to know. I thought it was doubled. <laughs> wow, you can just fucking jump like a go-getter. Go <laughs> Speaking of spells that we took or didn't take, I thought about taking Earthbind and now really regret not doing that. That would have been sick. Yeah, gargoyles can just sit. Yeah, that would have fucked them up. I'm really not liking the idea that we're bound by these idiots. Can you go ahead and do me a favor and, uh, I don't know, shots with them? 17 was the roll. And Arvid's strength score is 16. Uh, so how, where on this board would you like to land? <laughs> Pick a place. Straight up. Up here? Mm-hmm. I want right. to be, if I can make it next to one of the crystals, all the better. Uh, it's considering you roughly grazed the ability to jump approximately 80 feet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can, in fact, make it to over here with that very successful athletics check. And uh, you just leap off with both feet and this magic that you've never felt before that you've been testing for a while. Like, the gravity is even lighter on you. And uh, Harothax is just flopping behind you like a kite in the wind. Can I just can I just grab Arvid's ankle as Arvid goes and just kind of, like, wave with one hand to the gargoyles as oh, we sail adorable. away? That's adorable. I love it. <laughs> yes, it's a very little prince feeling as you just yeah. kind of hang on to it, <laughs> float away like an Arvid balloon. Yeah. He's uh, got just the sparkliest eyes. <gasps> yes, perfection. You hear another loud click and a blink of the eye as a counter goes down once more. And that makes it the gargoyle's turn. Uh, these ones just completely flummoxed by the fact that Arvid Jordaned right over them <laughs> uh, are grumpy at your mad hops, but will attempt to close the gap on you. Law's ruler appears to be like the back half of a yardstick because it's numbered from 22 to 36, which is a hilarious numbering scheme for a ruler. All I needed was the numbers, but I had a, I, I was looking for my nice one. All I could find was this busted hunk. That's actually my nickname. The busted, busted hunk. Yeah. <laughs> I believe half of that. <laughs> uh, You're right. I'm not very busted. That's true. Oh, Just ripped. No. Uh, so at this point, there is now at a beautiful juncture where each of you can be attacked by one of the gargoyles in full. So one of them is going to release Crist and attempt to grab with its claws Artyom. So it's going to make a claw attack. And if it succeeds, it can attempt to grapple you. Boom. 
<laughs> uh, that's a 16. Oh, uh, then that is a failure. Cool. But that means your shield is out, yeah? Yeah. Perfect. Just in my head. Uh, by default, my usual start is shield and crossbow. Sure. There's a stone grating as this heavy claw drags against the outside of your shield. The same is going to happen to Chris as this one's going to attempt to claw and then grapple. Ooh, that's coming at you with a 23. Ooh. Okay. He takes four thunder damage. Ooh, nice. So he dropped Chris to attack me. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Herithax will look at Arvid and say, if they try and drag us away, turn into something really heavy. Uh, you take five slashing damage, okay. and he takes his four thunder damage. And with that, he's going to initiate a grapple. So one more athletics check from you, please. I got a 14. Oh, wow. So you're like, you're sinking up with like the, the swift agility of this claw. And you see him almost like moving in slow motion as he comes at you. He grazes you with the claw and, and digs into your flesh. And then you just duck back as he attempts to bear hug you with his huge stone arms. Badass. And you're really just feeling the, the sonic movements in the air. You're attuning to the combat. You're finally getting your feet on the battlefield. Up to the central platform, we join team, uh, what was it, Harvid? Harvid, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the two gargoyles doing the same thing to each of you. Opposing checks, was it? Uh, first, they're going to try to hit you, and then we'll okay. see if they succeed. Uh, I rolled two 22s. Oh, no. Jesus. So I think I hit both of y'all. He's going to spank your butthole in half. Spoilers, that does hit. <laughs> I'm rolling I'm rolling twinsies over here, so you both take five points of, or six points of slashing damage. I blame Samantha for the twinsie rolling. That is, that is, that is her trademark. Yeah. How much uh, did you say, sorry? Six total slashing okay. damage. And then I'm going to initiate two grapples, so I'm going to have both of you roll me an athletics check. Because lo and behold, they both succeeded. What's your totals? 16. 11. All right. Uh, you actually both get beaten. Yeah, by set by uh, 17 on Arvid. And you just got school. <laughs> um, so you are both now getting grabbed and pulled upward by a pair of gargoyles. Turn into a Snorlax or something quick. Make yourself <laughs> really fat. <laughs> Snorlax? I did. Snorlax. All right. That makes it the enemy's turn it being completed. Back to the top with Artyom and Christ. Christian, you ready for seek base drop? I'm pretty sure I'd hit you. Duh, this okay. You can drop a shatter and not hit him. Well, I'm personally deciding between using the claw because mm-hmm. I have the buff. They're inorganic material. <laughs> but I only have one turn to do the buff. <laughs> the buff claw attack. It's time sensitive. Waiting to do. <laughs> Doesn't it last for a minute? No, at the first time you hit with the melee attack on your next turn. Yeah, let's just let's just go with a with a shatter. Okay. Yes, yeah, well, I. Don't worry. In the future, I'll hit you with fire again. Oh, yeah, I know. But, it's, a um, <laughs> it's a date. I'm going to subtly do shatter because I don't want them to be aware of what I'm doing. So. I'm going to save you the sorcery point and let you know that that's not really like it's not really a thing. They're they not going like, to get to like they're not going to get to interrupt you in this spell casting. And okay. because it's a shatter spell, it's as obvious as obvious can be. <laughs> okay. All right. Whatever. There's going to be like, is this, um, do you hear like an ice cream truck? Boom! The only thing it will be like, they Ooh, won't know where so, it came from. So I think Chris is going to just like, for this shatter, Chris mm-hmm. is just going to like raise up his claw and really concentrate towards the end of it and just make it like aerial slice that seems to just rip through. Fantastic. I love it. You just cut through reality and open up this shatter. Yeah. And they're a disadvantage because they're gargles. Yeah. Uh Both big fat fails. Nice. Awesome. Will you do me a favor and yeah. roll 3d8 plus Happily. 4? Do you want to roll it? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, they both take 17 damage. Ooh. It's a good roll. Good time for mental math. Uh, one of them explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Just crumbles. 
<laughs> it's actually made of bubble gum. <laughs> the bubble girls. <laughs> no, uh, they are made of rock and it turns into just sand. Just and it falls like trickling down off the edge of this floating platform into the nothingness below. How did you not go with gum goil? Gum, I don't know. It was, it was flying fast and loose. Uh, and that does make it Artyom's turn. All right, Artyom, finish it off. Nah, well, I wanted to jump. <laughs> um, uh, how's he looking? Pretty, pretty hurt. Pretty, pretty not great. Okay, then in that case, I'm going to go ahead and use a guiding bolt. Nice. Thank you, Jesus. I was trying to see the thing. Okay. Natural twenty. Hey, Ooh. haven't uh, seen one of those in a minute. So go ahead and deal me eight d six. All right, we've 8D6. got five, 10, uh-huh. uh, twenty one, and twenty five. Okay, well, he died a few D6 ago. <laughs> um, and not only do you just blast a hole through the center of this gargoyle as two heavy stone wings slump to each side, you also hit and ricochet off of this huge, like, dead crystal that you shoved the shard into, and part of it just kind of melts away as the thing shoots into the air. <laughs> a little overkill text just pops up. <laughs> yes. That, that, that was a bit much. <laughs> And you both have a movement left because you have dealt with the gargoyles in a very swift fashion. Here we go again. All right. <laughs> you guys going to make a jump? Yeah, I'm going to make a run jump. You're going to go for this one here? Yoke? Oh, yeah, we got this. Uh, let's move. Yeah, let's just jump over there. Okay, uh, who's initiating the jump? Um, what's your... Oh. It's athletics, right? Or acrobatics? Yeah, I'm going to have you both roll athletics for jumping a great distance. Damn. Okay. Probably going to use some luck. So that gives us uh, some... I'm just flat. It's just whatever I roll. Totally. And we're just going to kind of average out your yep. rolls anyway. Using some luck. Remember, it's low gravity, so... I rolled a three. Seven. And, and then use some luck and then rolled a two. Okay. Well, you're going with the higher of the two, so it was both sevens? Is that what I heard? An eight no, and a seven? It was a three. Oh. Your highest of the two was a three? Yes. Yeah. You rolled Beautiful. a three and a two. And what is your strength scores? Ten, both of you? Just, yep, ten. Yep, That's okay. Ten. All right. So I'm going to have both of you make me a dexterity saving throw. Okay. I'm better at that. Yeah. Nineteen. Hey. Seventeen. Hey, you both did really good at that, which is awesome. Because <laughs> judging by the gravity, which you have never played with in this fashion before, you get just like a good leap going. You did have to stop your run to kill the gargoyles temporarily. Yeah. Uh, but you kick your legs through the air, almost like swimming through the nothingness. And then you begin to fall much more rapidly than you anticipated. But both of you, with good reflexes, reach out. And the scene is now Artyom and Chris dangling off the edge of a platform over a bottomless pit. Uh, your claw is actually just stuck into the stone holding you up <laughs> and Artyom is just white knuckle grabbing the other side of the thing so you guys are now at like a 90 degree angle on the corner of this floating platform and it actually starts to like just gently tip <laughs> this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me <laughs> That's not true because at the end of your turn, the count the countdown reaches zero. No, oh, no, no. And that is when the massive black tentacles appear from the nothingness. Oh, Wait, are you joking? You. Is he joking? Herothex is going to be like, "Do you got this?" <laughs> oh, oh, I really thought you were joking. So at the end of the countdown, these huge midnight black tentacles emerge from the nothingness below you. And at the end of their turn, they're going to start thrashing about, going for anything that gets within a certain amount of feet from them. And one of them is going to attempt to grab either Artyom or Christ. Hardex, stop using arms of Hedar, please. <laughs> but I'm in a really good spot to do it right now. Uh, the huge thrashing tendril lashes out and wraps loosely around Artyom's ankle. Fun. So that is where we end that turn and go back to the top. 
So cool. now we are on Team Harvard. If you want, I can try and just blow them up. We can take a hit, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just <laughs> I cast Shatter. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can center it to not hit us since we're all grappled, but we can yeah. we can soak one. I mean, as as the placement on the square is, you can totally set okay. it to be there. All right. Well, I'll center it to not hit us then. Sure. Um, so they both need to make saves as well. I'm going to pull some resonance from these crystals and just make a big old boom. They, they have no chance with disadvantage. I forgot both of you have shatter. Yep. <laughs> I didn't, it didn't even cross my mind. I'm like, yeah, gargoyles. A challenge. It's a thing. Oh, that's a good roll to start. Wow, it looks good from here. Uh, six, five, eight. So 11, 19, 19 points of thunder damage. Which is first uh, blood. <laughs> and again, even the crystals on either side of you just kind of splinter slightly from the sonic blast that hits at ground zero next to them. They're still glowing and intact, but they they responded to that. Okay, that's me. <laughs> and Artyom. Arvid. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You're like my mom. Arvid. What? Does she call you Artyom? <laughs> Sam. Sam's mom is the biggest and worst fan of the podcast. <laughs> so Arvid, what uh, would you like to do? Well, first of all, I'm pissed. These boys, they I just made my awesome jump and they picked me up. I think it's rage time, friends. Sounds, sounds like rage o'clock oh, to me. <laughs> oh, golly. <laughs> then beyond that, smack it? Yeah, what are you going to smack it with? Yeah, that's a good question. You got your new axe you haven't gotten to play with yet. It's yeah. a big boy. Parody. It's a roll of a five plus six is 11. Does not connect. So while you're raging, you test out this ax for the first time and it, you try to swing it with one hand and it's just way too heavy even though, and you remember, oh yeah, this is a two-handed ax and then grip it properly. That brings us to Team Christium. Oh boy. Dangling off the edge of this tipping platform with a huge tentacle wrapped around Artyom's foot. This sucks. I don't like any of this. This is, I'm pulling and I'm, I am, I'm trying to lift and it's not good. So uh, the first thing that would be safest is for both of you to make me an athletics check to attempt to get up onto the ledge. Here we go. All right. Nope. 17. Hey, uh, so with the help of your razor sharp claw, you do manage to get up onto the ledge. And if you would like, uh, you can grab onto Artyom. And if you're willing to use the rest of your turn by sacrificing your action for another movement, you can give advantage to his next next athletics by pulling him up. Or you Uh can do something else. I'm trying to figure out if, like, trying to just cut the claw mm. might be the better option. Oh, the tentacle? Yeah. It's a little bit down there from you. Okay. All right. Because it's okay. at his ankle, and he's hanging down, like, five feet. Okay. Yeah. Then I'm going to use the rest of my turn, to. Thank you. So you get another roll, and you're going to do an athletics. You have advantage, and I'm just going to roll to see how well the tentacle hangs onto your foot. Okay. 13. All right. Well, thankfully, uh, just a tiny bit of your pocket butter has melted down your leg. <laughs> I need to find a way to justify you outstrengthening this tentacle because uh, it, it got an 11 and you Ooh. pop free uh, as you get pulled up onto the ledge. And like it, a greased drow. Teeters back into place and the tentacle just begins thrashing like a emerged giant worm. Thank you. And that brings us to Arvid and Harithax. Harvid. I should start by trying to smack it again. <laughs> no! You still have the option to uh, reckless if you would like. Yeah! But that will affect your armor class for the rest of this. Whatever. <laughs> That's classic barbarian reaction. That's better than three. Yeah, it's nine plus six. Fifteen. That hits. <gasps> nice. So you're going to do me a d10 plus a d4. That's nine. Nine plus six. Excellent. 
the gargoyle that was attacking Arvid crumbles to dust as he spins around and finally gets his bearing and just brings parody down through the middle. And as the axe signifies, cuts it right down the middle. Hmm. <laughs> it splits in two, reverberating with the uh, radiant energy of the white blade that you buried into it. <laughs> the, the black blade humming necrotically in, in jealousy. Mm. Uh, All right, and then I'm going to use a bonus action to cast Shillelagh on my staff. Okay. And I'm just going to like Rafiki bonk, bonk this thing over the head <laughs> with my Shillelagh. Very good. Well, that's a natural Wait, 20. That's good. Oh, oh shit. shit. You guys are rolling Very pretty nice. good for this. I saw this on a squash banana. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 2d8 plus four damage. Magical bludgeoning damage to the gargoyle. Mm-hmm. Nine total. Nine total. All right. You leave a large crack in its head. Part of its face crumbles away, but it's still standing. Dang it. So this gargoyle is going to use both of his attacks to go for Harthax, who is closest and seems to have slightly less defenses than Arvid. That's fair. A hit and a miss, dealing you a slick five slashing damage. Okay. And this tentacle is just going to do one large athletics check to slam you guys off the edge. So both of you, athletics checks. I rolled pretty bad. I got a nine. I'm going to use my last bit of luck. Fifteen. All right. So that is enough that it does, in fact, impact the two of you. Um, You would lose many points if either of you fell into the abyss. Uh, You both get knocked off the edge, but the scene is Chris once again dragging his claw along the stone, and Artyom is grabbing his ankles, (laughs) hanging off the end. And with that, there's a large blink as the red light goes dim and a buzzer goes... Everything fades to red, and you reappear in your studio apartment. As the red circle around you emitting from Reginald's eye fades away and it closes back to its normal diameter. I am still wrapped around Chris's waist. (laughs) (laughs) The scars remain. The blood is flowing to your head because gravity is now heavy once again and you're dizzy for just a moment. And the first thing that you notice as you start to focus on your surroundings is you look down to your wrist and you see a second white star light up. Woo! Congratulations, Tim. Oh, we, we did it. We, we did it. We did it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Harithax is currently cradled in Arvid's arms like a baby and just goes, <laughs> yay. <laughs> and uh, three of you are scooped up into a maven hug. As always, I'm so, so proud of you. He says, good job, Captain. Thank you. Good job, everyone. Was that live? Were you able to watch, or are you just guessing based off the two stars? Reginald was updating me as the proceedings happened. How does he record inside himself? That's an excellent question. I think his eye works in both directions. What? Oh, deep. <sighs> Would you join me on the balcony? The Pulls out another cigarette. I pour myself a very rare drink. Mm. And pour one for each of them. Nice. Nostrovia. 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 <laughs> <laughs> the future holds big things for us, Mortal Dawn. I'm... I'm so excited to see where this goes. And you've all been asking who I am and where I've come from. I promise you. I promise you I will let you know when the time is right. But until then, I just need a little more time to work things out. It's not, it's not proper. And he looks up to the night sky and says, Damn, the stars are beautiful tonight. Teamwork. Technique, tenacity, 
The Mortal Dawn has exhibited all of these traits in spades for you today as they once again pass another challenge laid out before them. I gotta tell you, that Dark Elf's got a pretty bad habit of hanging over bottomless pits. But they held their own. Those freaking gargoyles flapping around and grabbing folks like some kind of sick claw machine. I mean, when those tentacles came out, I almost choked on my popcorn. And with that, the once novice ranked team now ascends to the hero tier. That means newer, harder challenges for the Mortal Dawn. Bigger names handing them quests, more sponsorship opportunities, and more deadly foes around every corner. I'm just so proud of those kids. I always get choked up during an ascension. Excuse me, Kip. Take all the time you need, Storm, my friend, so long as you're back next week to see what dangers and mystery the future holds for this ragtag team of heroes. Will they continue climbing upwards, or will they be laid low by the dangers and drama of the League of Ultimate Questing? I don't know. Maven seems really sweet. I just want to be like, hey, Maven, we should like go on a date. Wait, you want to date a shapeshifter? That's weird. I can't imagine any that... motivation to want to date a shapeshifter. That's nothing, crazy. Nothing fetishy there. <laughs> gross. Because he's, um, he's the patron. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. Let's do a, let's do a quick roundabout. Uh, Sam, do you want to start? Hey, I'm Sam. I'm Sam and I play Arvid. Drew Barbado. Drew Barbado. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Michael. I play Heruthax. My name is Alante, and I play Chris. I am Zach. I play Artyom Volkov, and I also do the editing and producing and technical direction of Slapdash Studios. And is an all-around badass. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Law. I am the dungeon master and the creative director of Slapdash Studios. And the true badass. Um, let's just let's just go around the circle and talk about how humble we are. No, no, thank you. No, no I'm not no. very good. Um, <laughs> my, my my badass today stems from digestive issues. Oh, nice. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, I want to thank you all for joining us in the League of Ultimate Questing. Woo! Woo! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, soundboard. <laughs> the yawn of the crowd. <laughs> Um, new episodes go live every Monday and bonus content every Friday. Uh, you can listen to uh, League of Ultimate Questing at theluq.com or wherever podcasts are available. If you have questions about this show and are interested in advertising opportunities or ideas for fake ads, uh, you can contact us at admin at slapdashstudios.com. Uh, and you can also follow us on social media uh, like Facebook or... Huh? I just said please. Please. Just a, <laughs> a bag. Uh, follow us on social media like uh, Facebook or Twitter and Instagram at slap the dash. We also just launched a brand new podcast called D20 Questions, where Law and I interview various geek magnates and uh, Ooh, nice. fol magnates. folks around town. Um, we're starting, we start off with uh, Marshall Shorts yeah, and Daniel Pickens, Heroes. Yeah, Daniel Pickens Jones from uh, Orcs, 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 and just, uh, just some really great people. Um, check us out. It's super fun. And then you also get to kind of taste a bit of Law's unbelievable GM chops. So that's, uh, that's a really good. Oh, I didn't know that came through, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I think you, you clearly showcase your, your, your know-how. House. Yum. Um, uh, we are also just finally launching our Patreon. So if you guys want to give us support, uh, we have multiple tiers of rewards from things like uh, character sheets, like magic items and maps. Yeah, maps. And, and yeah, all the digital stuff that comes to the game. Character sheets and stuff like that will be on there. And also even bonus episodes because every D20 questions we record uh, D21 sides, which is where we do un like unscripted, un just completely raw, unedited footage. Of just us kind of shooting the shit after having a couple of drinks. Yeah, and like level up information for the characters between sessions from mm -hmm. LUQ. After mm -hmm. this episode. <clears throat> right after this episode, actually, yeah. we're going to be launching that uh, that bit. So, um, yeah, but if you guys enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends and, uh, and your family. And so we can all keep growing and questing together. But until next time, we wish you luck. Yeah.